to Bible Curious, where we explore the entire Bible from cover to cover, asking ourselves, what is the Holy Bible? What claims does it make about God? And what message does it have for us today? Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, believing, unbelieving, or just plain curious, this series is for you. I'm Arthur Milliken. And today we will be reading Exodus chapters 28 and 29 from the World English Bible. You can find our reading plan at biblecurious.org slash plan. Exodus chapter 28. Introduction. Yahweh wished to dwell among his people, but needed to establish a strict protocol for how he would be approached by an inherently sinful human race. Hundreds of years ago, an impatient Jacob chose to physically assault his God in an attempt to wrestle from him the blessing which had taken so long to arrive, and Yahweh graciously chose forgiveness instead of punishment giving Jacob the humorous and prophetic nickname Israel, meaning he shall wrestle with God. Now, Yahweh would create a mediated relationship with his people by instituting the office of a high priest in Moses' brother Aaron, along with a supporting priesthood from Aaron's immediate family. This high priest would be sumptuously dressed with a robe and tunic, turban and sash, along with a one-piece apron called an ephod, and a jewel-studded breastplate, which would remind him and his congregation of Israel's twelve sons, from whom sprang all the tribes which comprised the Israelite nation. The purpose of this priesthood was to bear the iniquity of a sinful people before Yahweh, and the strict protocol detailing how to approach God would have to be obeyed exactly on pain of death. Israel's God may be merciful, but he also must be feared and respected. This chapter includes garments for the priests, the ephod, the breastpiece, additional priestly garments. Exodus chapter 28. Bring Aaron your brother and his sons with him near to you from among the children of Israel, that he may minister to me in the priest's office. Aaron with Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. You shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for glory and for beauty. You shall speak to all who are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom that they make Aaron's garments to sanctify him, that he may minister to me in the priest's office. These are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a fitted tunic, a turban, and a sash. They shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons, that he may minister to me In the priest's office, they shall use the gold and the blue and the purple and the scarlet and the fine linen. They shall make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twined linen, 
the work of the skillful workman. It shall have two shoulder straps joined to the two ends of it, that it may be joined together. The skillfully woven band which is on it shall be like its work and of the same piece, of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twined linen. You shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the children of Israel, six of their names on the one stone, and the names of the six that remain on the other stone, in the order of their birth. With the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, you shall engrave the two stones according to the names of the children of Israel. You shall make them to be enclosed in settings of gold. You shall put the two stones on the shoulder straps of the ephod, to be stones of memorial for the children of Israel. Aaron shall bear their names before Yahweh on his two shoulders for a memorial. You shall make settings of gold and two chains of pure gold. You shall make them like cords of braided work. You shall put the braided chains on the settings. You shall make a breastplate of judgment, the work of the skilled workman. Like the work of the ephod, you shall make it of gold, of blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine-twined linen. You shall make it. It shall be square and folded double. A span shall be its length, and a span its width. You shall set in it settings of stones, four rows of stones. A row of ruby, topaz, and beryl shall be the first row. And the second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. And the third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst, and the fourth row, a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be enclosed in gold in their settings. The stones shall be according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, every one according to his name. They shall be for the twelve tribes. You shall make on the breastplate chains like cords of braided work of pure gold. You shall make on the breastplate two rings of gold, and shall put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. You shall put the two braided chains of gold in the two rings at the ends of the breastplate. The other two ends of the two braided chains you shall put on the two settings, and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in its forepart. You shall make two rings of gold, and you shall put them on the two ends of the breastplate on its edge, which is toward the side of the ephod, inward. You shall make two rings of gold, and shall put them on the two shoulder straps of the ephod underneath, in its forepart, close by its coupling, above the skillfully woven band of the ephod. They shall bind the breastplate by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, that it may be on the skillfully woven band of the ephod, and that the breastplate may not swing out from the ephod. Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment on his heart when he goes into the holy place for a memorial before Yahweh continually. You shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he goes in before Yahweh. Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel on his heart before Yahweh continually. You shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue. 
It shall have a hole for the head in the middle of it. It shall have a binding of woven work around its hole, as it were the hole of a coat of mail, that it not be torn. On its hem you shall make pomegranates of blue and of purple and of scarlet all around its hem, with bells of gold between and around them. A golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate, around the hem of the robe. It shall be on Aaron to minister, and its sound shall be heard when he goes into the holy place before Yahweh, and when he comes out, that he not die. You shall make a plate of pure gold, and engrave on it, like the engravings of a signet, holy to Yahweh. You shall put it on a lace of blue, and it shall be on the sash. It shall be on the front of the sash. It shall be on Aaron's forehead, and Aaron shall bear the iniquity of the holy things, which the children of Israel shall make holy in all their holy gifts, and it shall be always on his forehead, that they may be accepted before Yahweh. You shall weave the tunic with fine linen. You shall make a turban of fine linen. You shall make a sash, the work of the embroiderer. You shall make tunics for Aaron's sons. You shall make sashes for them. You shall make headbands for them, for glory and for beauty. You shall put them on Aaron your brother and on his sons with him, and shall anoint them and consecrate them and sanctify them, that they may minister to me in the priest's office. You shall make them linen pants to cover their naked flesh. They shall reach from the waist even to the thighs. They shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they go into the tent of meeting, or when they come near to the altar to minister in the holy place, that they don't bear iniquity and die. This shall be a statute forever to him and to his offspring after him. I strongly recommend searching the internet for images of the high priest to help visualize these passages and to aid in building God's temple within you without the help of human hands. You will find that the God of Israel has impeccable taste and a sense of style which does not fade with the passage of time. Yahweh handles the names of the twelve sons of Israel with great care so that these twelve individuals would never be forgotten. I mentioned before that these twelve souls would be reunited as a single body during the ministry of Jesus as his twelve apostles. This pattern of twelve bodies revolving around a central figure is not only prominent in the Bible, but also in the astrological system passed down from Mesopotamia with the twelve signs of the zodiac, and even in our modern clocks and calendars. Verse 30 mentions curious objects called Urim and Thummim, which would be deposited in the pouch formed by Aaron's breastplate. You shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he goes in before Yahweh. A literal translation of Urim and Thummim would be lights and perfections. It is not entirely clear what these objects are, but the Urim and Thummim would occasionally be consulted as a divine oracle throughout history. 
I imagine these were a pair of white and black stones, and that drawing one would be like flipping a coin, with God exercising influence over the outcome. The high priest would be the only person authorized to enter the Holy of Holies to have audience with the dread Lord Yahweh, and only once per year. To emphasize the danger of such an encounter, the high priest would wear a series of bells on the hem of his robe to signal to the others that he was still alive. Verses 33-35 read, On its hem you shall make pomegranates of blue and of purple and of scarlet all around its hem, with bells of gold between and around them, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate around the hem of the robe. It shall be on Aaron to minister, and its sound shall be heard when he goes in to the holy place before Yahweh, and when he comes out, that he not die. Exodus chapter 29, Introduction Yahweh imposed strict requirements on how the children of Israel could approach his holy presence in the wilderness. A priesthood headed by Moses' brother Aaron shall mediate this relationship through an elaborate system of animal sacrifice, and this priesthood would only be acceptable for service after an initial seven-day period of ritual consecration. Moses would need to prepare three sacrificial animals, one bull and two rams, along with a basket of unleavened bread, to complete this process. The bull would be sacrificed, burnt, and then disposed of as a sin offering, then one ram would be burned completely as a gift to Yahweh, while the other would be shared between Yahweh and the priests as a symbol of fellowship. Each animal's blood needed to be treated in a specific manner, so that the animal's death could atone or cover over the inherent sinfulness of the human priests. The priests would need to remain at the entrance of the tent of meeting for seven days, sacrificing a bull each of the seven days, in addition to two lambs which would be sacrificed every day in perpetuity. After seven days of sacrifice, the ordination would be complete and the priesthood would be considered worthy to serve Yahweh. This chapter includes consecration of the priests, order of the sacrifices, food for the priests, the daily offerings, God will dwell among the people. Exodus chapter 29 This is the thing that you shall do to them to make them holy, to minister to me in the priest's office. Take one young bull and two rams without defect, unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil. You shall make them a fine wheat flour, you shall put them into one basket and bring them in the basket with the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of meeting and shall wash them with water. You shall take the garments and put on Aaron the tunic, the robe of the ephod, the ephod and the breastplate, and clothe him with the skillfully woven band of the ephod. You shall set the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. Then you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head. 
and anoint him. You shall bring his sons and put tunics on them. You shall clothe them with belts, Aaron and his sons, and bind headbands on them. They shall have the priesthood by a perpetual statute. You shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. You shall bring the bull before the tent of meeting, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull. You shall kill the bull before Yahweh at the door of the tent of meeting. You shall take of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger, and you shall pour out all the blood at the base of the altar. You shall take all the fat that covers the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, and burn them on the altar. But the meat of the bull and its skin and its dung you shall burn with fire outside of the camp. It is a sin offering. You shall also take the one ram, and Aaron his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. You shall kill the ram, and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it around on the altar. You shall cut the ram into its pieces and wash its innards and its legs and put them with its pieces and with its head. You shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to Yahweh. It is a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. You shall take the other ram, and Aaron his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram, and take some of its blood, and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron, and on the tip of the right ear of his sons, and on the thumb of their right hand, and on the big toe of their right foot, and sprinkle the blood around on the altar. You shall take of the blood that is on the altar, and of the anointing oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron, and on his garments, and on his sons, and on the garments of his sons with him. And he shall be made holy, and his garments, and his sons, and his sons' garments with him. Also, you shall take some of the ram's fat, the fat tail, the fat that covers the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys, the fat that is on them, and the right thigh, for it is a ram of consecration, and one loaf of bread, one cake of oiled bread, and one wafer out of the basket of unleavened bread that is before Yahweh. You shall put all of this in Aaron's hands and in his son's hands, and shall wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh. You shall take them from their hands and burn them on the altar of the burnt offering for a pleasant aroma before Yahweh. It is an offering made by fire to Yahweh. You shall take the breast of Aaron's ram of consecration and wave it for a wave offering before Yahweh. It shall be your portion. You shall sanctify the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the wave offering, which is waved and which is raised up of the ram of consecration, even of that which is for Aaron and of that which is for his sons. It shall be for Aaron and his sons as their portion forever from the children of Israel. For it is a wave offering. It shall be a wave offering from the children of Israel of the sacrifices of their peace offerings, even their wave offering to Yahweh. The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after him, to be anointed in them and to be consecrated in them. Seven days shall the son who is priest in his place put them on, 
and when he comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy places. He shall take the ram of consecration and boil its meat in a holy place. Aaron and his sons shall eat the meat of the ram and the bread that is in the basket at the door of the tent of meeting. They shall eat those things with which atonement was made to consecrate and sanctify them. But a stranger shall not eat of it because they are holy. If anything of the meat of the consecration or of the bread remains to the morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten because it is holy. You shall do so to Aaron and to his sons, according to all that I have commanded you. You shall consecrate them seven days. Every day you shall offer the bull of sin offering for atonement. You shall cleanse the altar when you make atonement for it. You shall anoint it to sanctify it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and sanctify it, and the altar shall be most holy. Whatever touches the altar shall be holy. Now this is that which you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs, a year old, day by day, continually. The one lamb you shall offer in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at evening. And with the one lamb, a tenth part of an ephah of fine flour mixed with the fourth part of a hin of beaten oil, and the fourth part of a hin of wine for a drink offering. The other lamb you shall offer at evening, and shall do to it according to the meal offering of the morning, and according to its drink offering, for a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to Yahweh. It shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tent of meeting before Yahweh, where I will meet with you to speak there to you. There I will meet with the children of Israel, and the place shall be sanctified by my glory. I will sanctify the tent of meeting and the altar. I will also sanctify Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will be their God. They shall know that I am Yahweh their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am Yahweh their God. Yahweh fully intended to dwell among his people, and he also required that his people be continually reminded of their sinful nature as he dwelt among them. Animal sacrifices performed by Yahweh's priesthood would serve as this reminder. However, even before this priesthood could be fit to offer sacrifices for the people, other sacrifices must be made for the priesthood itself. Note that all sacrificial offerings were to be made from common livestock, which were the ancient equivalent of cash, money emphasizing that followers of Yahweh must be willing to overcome their own selfish greed as the absolute first step in being able to approach God. First, a bull would be sacrificed as a sin offering, acknowledging the inherently sinful nature of all men. Then a pair of rams would be sacrificed, the first as a burnt offering which was offered as a gift to Yahweh, while the second ram would be shared between Yahweh and the priesthood in an act of fellowship. 
Internal organs, such as the liver and kidneys, were always burned completely, preventing anyone from using them for divination, divination being a common practice among ancient Near Eastern peoples. The blood of each animal had specific instructions for its disposal, and had the purpose of purification or atonement. The violent nature of these rituals reminded the Israelites that the wages of sin was death, and while the death of an animal could not remove a person's sinful nature, it did serve as a constant reminder that human beings have a sinful nature, and that it is only by God's grace that we can have any relationship with him at all. Verses 45 to 46 declare, I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God. They shall know that I am Yahweh their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am Yahweh their God. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your grace. Without you, we are lost sheep indeed, forever looking for a safe place to drink, to graze, to rest our heads. As for me, I know what it is like to suffer under the delusion that I can approach your glory by my own merits. I also know what it is like to finally see through this delusion, to realize that I fall short. How grateful I am that you've taken the time, thousands of years, to create a comprehensive solution to the problem of sin. The work is finished. The sacrifice has been made, and we now have a high priest who will mediate our relationship with you so that we can be your children at last. Thank you for your glory, for your mercy, for your salvation, and for your Son. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Thank you for listening. If you satisfied any of your Bible curiosity, please rate this series. If you have feedback, write a review. If you are still curious for more, please subscribe so that we can send you timely updates and join us for our next episode where we will be reading Exodus chapters 30 through 32, The Golden Calf. Oh, good grief, I thought we were doing so well. This is Arthur Milligan saying good night and God bless.